Look, I know, I know, I know. It's been a while, but I've been just like you guys. I've been self-quarantining, trying to figure this shit out. There's a lot of knowns and there's definitely a lot of fucking unknowns. We had, what, over 200,000 cases of the coronavirus. It's running rapid, causing a lot of businesses to shut down or change their hours. Some businesses are only letting 10 people in at a time. There's a lot going on. People are dying. People are sick. The old and the elderly are fully at risk. And some people in the middle. It's all about who has weaker immune systems. Those people are truly at risk. It's just a lot going on. Sports is canceled. All of them. From professional all the way down to collegiate. And there's just a lot of things going on. Women are walking around here nappy-headed. Hair all over their head. Men are walking around here with 5 o'clock shadows. Complete muffin tops on their head. Everything is just shut down. No one can get to their salons. No one can get to their barbers. It's fucking pandemonium out here. People acted frantic buying up all the toilet paper. Buying up all the water. Buying up shit that just doesn't even matter. Because if electricity shut down. Like if the world fully truly stopped moving. How are you going to be able to cook your frozen pieces? How are you going to be able to cook the pasta that you cleaned up out of aisle 8? Not going to be able to cook those things. There's a lot of people out here just moving in such a way where the only word that I can even come to mind to describe it is stupidity. But that's neither here nor there. I got my boy Sean with me from Wild SD Podcast. He came on to have a conversation with me. We're both self-quarantined. He's at his spot. I'm at mine. We're talking via satellite. Not going to hold you. So I don't start rambling because I'm very upset. I'm bored as fuck. And this is episode five. Of the No Strings Podcast. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real! Shit is getting real! Woo! Sean, the host of Wild That's Deep podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself, bro? Yes, yeah, your boy Sean Wreck. Uh, thank you for having me on here, Lee. Um, I said I wanted to jump on a podcast that had no strings. And pun. All right, crickets. But because <laughs> I know I wanted to talk some of some shit that I normally wouldn't on my own pop form. So I am extremely grateful that you. You know, offering your space to allow me to be a bit more explicit in content here. It's been an ongoing, ongoing dream to get you on because I love to have just articulate, educated dudes to have my conversations with because you already know that's my pick of the litter when it comes down to conversating and debating and just talking about all subject matters. I gotta have someone who's extremely intelligent and of course you fit the bill i appreciate that man um yeah but you know what you you're gonna get huey and riley today um <laughs> that's that's how i'm coming i'm definitely gonna get into the intellectual and all of that but then we're gonna we're gonna get a little ignorant um that's kind of how i'm feeling today it, blame the kvassier got to we're both drinking <laughs> so 
So <laughs> we pre warned you guys. We're both drinking. I'm over here drinking on some Pinot Noir. And you drinking what? Uh, Cavassier. Shout out to Buster Rhymes and Pharrell. <laughs> Passed it this way. So we're both drinking alcohol right now. So everything Lee that's going to come out. clearly the more classy one here with his Pinot. Well, right now, normally I've, I've, I've taken up vodka and uh, cranberry, but I've given that a break. Okay. Because, I don't know, I've been feeling like, I've been getting like heartburn and shit like that from it. So I was like, okay, let me give it a break and get back to my Pinot Noir. So, yeah, that's a good look. That's a good look. Because I was drinking like vodka and cranberry for like two weeks, not straight, but a total of at least four days out of those two weeks, I was just drinking it nonstop. And then I started Cold getting like heartburn. Too. So I was like, ooh, let me, let me go ahead and switch back to my Pinot. Facts. But how have you been coping with this coronavirus and this quarantine, this self-quarantine that they have mandated? Everything shut down. Uh, some some hours, business hours have changed. And mm-hmm. some businesses are non-existent right now. So how have you, Sean, been coping with what's been going on? Uh, I'm be I'm keeping a bug with you, man. Um, some days can be difficult. Um, given that I do experience major depressive or major severe depressive disorder. Okay, so with that, you know, a feature that is uh, lack of motivation, fatigue. Um, you get into like isolation, sometimes suicidal ideation, shit like that. We we kind of know the traits is you experience that too. Um, and sometimes in this quarantine, those features can get more pronounced because you have to be by yourself anyway, and so. You are left to your own devices, in a sense. Um, usually, when I'm having an oppressive episode, I would step out and be around people. So, surround myself with some positive energy and just hang out with friends and whatever. And sometimes a phone call don't just cut it. You just kind of need to be next to somebody. So, um, I've have had what I refer to as down days. That's what... Um, that's how I refer to my depressive episode. So I've had some down days in the midst of the quarantine. But overall, I would say I've had more positive days than not, which is which is great for me because I definitely just came out of an extremely long down period. It was like months long. I was wanting to get the fuck up out of here. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful now to you know see the sunlight more within myself, even though I can't step outside and uh, you know, be around people in that kind of way. True, true. Now, I heard you say down days, and then I heard you yeah. talk about the need of being around people. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just say, you're, you're a fucking better man than me, because to me, it feels like you have a better plan for how you map out your... You know your 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 disorder. I don't know about. I, I don't I don't I don't have any name for the days when I have my disorders. You know when they're just fucking running rampant. I don't have like I haven't been mapping out what I need, what I don't need, what works, what don't work. I kind of like play everything by ear. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you know you have down days and you can kind of plan it out a little bit and then 
the physical need aspect like okay i've been i've been away from human interaction too long let me go ahead you know my shit is all over the place well let me ask you this do you recognize when you are in the midst of a depressive episode like are you able to understand like okay i'm feeling depression right now nope Hmm. like i never knew i never knew that i was feeling it or i was going through it until doctors told me that that's what was happening you know word word okay so are you able to tell the difference between when you're feeling good and when you're feeling like horrible like that that I can I can do that like I know I know when it's a little easier like I know when I'm having a, a better day versus when I'm having a horrible day okay but that's that's the start of it man um even if you're not even if you don't have like a plan for how to attack it being aware of your feelings that self-awareness is key your feelings and your thought process knowing when you're not feeling the best that time and so something that i always suggest to my friends that go through similar battles is that if you have loved ones around you maybe you're in a relationship or maybe you have a Maybe you have a constant contact with a close friend or family member of yours um, that would be affected by you going through a depressive episode or whatever that looks like for you. Maybe you become more standoffish and distant in those moments and you don't feel like talking to those people, for example. Um, what What I suggest with people is that you communicate that you're having one of those moments. Now, I know it can be added stress to you in a moment to feel like oh, I don't feel like explaining all that I just want to feel what I feel valid you don't have to give all the nuts and bolts in that moment maybe but for me like I said I've already expressed and at times when I'm not feeling horrible to my close ones that I'm having a down day and what a down day is so they know when I say hey I'm just let you know I'm having a down day they kind of know what that implies now like in my last relationship um, I told her what a down day was for me, you know? And so um, I also expressed how I would prefer to interact when I'm having those down days. Like, I don't really feel super talkative during those moments. And I don't want you to feel like I'm pushing you off to the side. If you see me on social media and I'm liking shit or sharing shit or whatever, because she would interpret that sometimes as like, well, you want to talk to social media or other people but don't want to talk to me and you know I had to explain that that's not the case it's just I didn't want to like verbally talk or keep up a conversation via text or something but maybe I do want to just want to get on the internet and surf or whatever that's just how my isolation feels for me in that moment and she understood that she was very understanding of that once I was able to communicate that but you have to communicate it that's the thing yeah that is the thing, like that's why I give I give you kudos because you've you've mapped it down to some type of plan, you know, like even though we still don't understand this shit, we're not everyone on this planet is just down here trying to figure this shit out. Some of us think we have the answers to everything or, you know, based on whatever our faith is or whatever we studied, the research, we feel like we know what all of this shit means and what everything is, but truth of the matter is, we there's no hard evidence for nothing. 
it's just based on whatever makes sense to you so this disease or whatever the fuck we have like every day is a learning curve for this like and I just give you kudos like cause you're doing something proactive to at least try to figure out okay I may not ever figure this out I may not ever understand what's going on in my mind mm-hmm. but at least let me try to put some rules or or some yeah. type of plan in place so that I can at least let people know what I'm going through, how to navigate through this the best way I can, and stuff yeah. like that. Like I've just been a mess. <laughs> Shit, well, you the know, whole thirty plus years, I've just been a mess. Man, you know I ain't that far behind you. I'm 28, and I'm just starting to understand my little myself a little bit more in this regard. And I've been through counseling a number of times and read all, tons of articles and shit. But I'm just now recently starting to understand what works best for me in those times um and when i say recently i mean what's this april i mean probably since fucking the end of december of 2019 i started to understand myself a little bit more because that second half of 2019 fucked me up mentally but um man i'm i'm not even in counseling right now by the fact that i don't have insurance to pay for it which is a whole nother issue in the mental health support game not having access or that shit should be free I feel like it should be across the board for a lot of them. The government have enough money. They have enough money to to just carry that weight. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like they leave people like us out to dry. And it's understanding because they leave fucking veterans out to dry. People that actually put their life on the line. So Yeah. I don't expect nothing better. If they if they're treating them like shit, of course they're gonna treat me like shit. But you know what, I do wanna let the listeners know that maybe going through something like something similar that there are nonprofit organizations out there. True. Um, they do offer free counseling or something similar to it, like group talk discussions and things. Um, NAMI.org, N-A-M-I.org is a really good resource to browse through and put in like your geographic location and they'll connect you with resources in your neighborhood that may be free or little cost based on like a prorated income driven support. So that's the, you know good to be aware of. That is good. Cause there, there's a lot of them. That's uh, that's one at uh Governor State University. I don't know if you know anything about that. It's located in uh. Yeah, I know what GSU is. University they Park. Have? They got like a free. It's completely free. You just call them, and set it up, and you meet with a person. You can meet with a person. I think like twice a week. If you want, damn, mine to go yeah. there. I'm gonna have to check that Which out, Which is bro. crazy I because I know this information. I still not have put my best foot forward mm. to do that. Like, I guess since Sometimes the weather's getting better, it. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, do. I'm gonna try it out since the weather's getting better. Yeah, man, you should. Cause sometimes it's just a matter of just doing. Yeah. Really, um, we can spend so much too much time in the planning phase of like okay this is what i'm going to do that you just don't do it and i don't know about you but i got a lot of listeners like when i when i look at my uh listeners on anchor it tell me where they're listening from i got a lot of listeners that's listening from france germany and the uk and all these other different places so when i when i to those listeners, when I say stuff like Governor State University, I'm talking about, you know, a place in Illinois, which is where I'm from. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. 
So I'm just talking about, I don't really know <laughs> anything about any any places where you guys are from. But I can do my research if you guys reach out to me and ask me to. But I'm pretty sure if we can do it in a state like this that's extremely corrupt. I mean, what, our last two governors went to prison? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if we can do stuff like that in this type of state, I'm sure that they're offering in, in wherever you guys are at. Yeah, Canada has pretty good support for mental health services, from what I understand, too. So if you got any listeners up there, yeah, do your due diligence to look for free resources in that regard. Yeah, and to even further go on that, it's GSU, anybody looking for that, because that mental health shit is serious. You, you're listening to two people who suffer from it every day. So I'm going to offer the... Uh, address and the number it's it's located at one university parkway university park illinois 60484 the number is 708-534-5000 so you contact them and you just set it up it's free of charge you know no money coming out of your pocket or you know all all there is is weight coming off your shoulders and i'm holding myself accountable i need to participate and branch out get out of my comfort zone and try that and see if it can help me so I'm definitely challenging my listeners that's going through that to see if it can help them as well great resource great and if you didn't get the number hey hit the rewind button but now that we're done with what we're doing cope because I've just been reading I've just been reading I've been reading uh, James Baldwin uh, The Fire Next Time that's what I'm on right now I'm like ciphering back between that it's another book called The Invisible Man that I'm reading too which is oh, nice. man I'm talking about it's <laughs> bro I'm talking about writing at it's best the, it's not even talking about um, you know how The Invisible Man like the there was just a movie in the theater called The Invisible Man but they were literally, literally talking about The Invisible Man but this isn't about a person you can't see he he made it seem he made it in the sense of being African American and feeling like he's invisible to the is this by James Bowen? Um, is it by him? I don't even know see I got the book upstairs I don't got it by me well, I've been like siphoning back between the fires next time by him. It could be by him. I'm not sure though. Because I just, I'm the type that go into uh, like Barnes and Noble and just be buying shit. Like if it looks interesting, I just buy it. I don't I don't like to roll a book around to the back and read the summary. But then it'll fuck up the plot twist and all that other stuff. I, I like to learn it, hear about it, you know learn about it while I'm reading flipping through the pages mm. so I just go in there and be buying stuff and most of the most of the time it'd be recommendations from a bunch of friends so I don't like to spoil it for myself okay. but fire next time definitely reading that uh, I've been goofing off on Facebook and Twitter Twitter not even a thing to me anymore but I get a lot of retweets and then a few people comment on my stuff on there so I try to keep it going but yeah, I'm kind of bored um, with Twitter at this point <laughs> man you know I really look forward to things like this you know on podcasts and you know I have my own obviously so 
<clears throat> you know, I've been doing interviews and uh, talking with spoken word artists and people that want to have their music featured on the podcast. And so that's really kept me occupied in that. And I've also been looking for like remote jobs too, working from home shits. Um, yeah, I'm looking for those. So I've been relatively balanced between leisure and being productive. Leisure and business. Yeah, basically. Because, you know, some people make you feel like, hey, after this quarantine, nigga, if you ain't got a six-pack, what was you doing? Or <laughs> if you ain't oh halfway God. to being a millionaire, motherfucker, you ain't used this time wisely. I'm like, my nigga, I, ain't, I don't have to. I mean, it's cool that you're doing that. I, kudos to you for it. Hand claps. But I want to spend my time how I want to spend it because it's the most valuable resource that we have. See, that's people projecting their absolute... Like whatever they think, I always, I always just generalize it as being their absolute. Like whatever exists in a person's mind, they think the entire universe is based on how they think. Like some people can't fathom the fact that somebody think another way. Like if somebody think that fucking Frosted Flakes is the greatest cereal, they always have an issue when someone says it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's always. For the record, Sam is the most fire cereal. <laughs> <laughs> see that's what I'm saying? But see, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's like, whatever you think, some people have a hard time realizing that's what I think. And there's mm-hmm. 8 billion people on this planet, and perhaps there's other ideas out here, other taste buds. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people don't understand that aspect of reality. They think however they think is absolute. And then they think it's weird or crazy, you know what I'm saying, or negative when, when someone else thinks the other way. Yeah. And it just it just it baffles me every time because the news or just conversation with friends, every single day of human life should teach you that what you think is an absolute. But that's hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, people live in these really cocoons. Know? What do we really know? I'm saying people just live in these cocoons of their own personality, like and, and their own way of thinking. They just think like this is how the universe is, but it's not. You're just one person here, one, and there's eight other billion people, and that's a, just an estimate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so they just right on the dot. But you had something, even though, now nah, let's get out of the corner, the coronavirus, because I'm sure people didn't tune in to hear what they see on TV all day and oh, hear shit. that on social media all day. Let's get into what what I would like to call the meat and potatoes <laughs> of the dish. You know what I'm saying? The meat and potatoes. Yeah, the potatoes, the thick of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you had something that you you was thinking about. Hey, this would be a great thing to discuss. Which was, All right, bro. Yeah. Okay. This is why I met with it. I want to talk about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Stop fucking. <laughs> now, now listen. Straight to the point. <laughs> Straight to the point. Pause on that. But I want to talk about something that I don't think is talked about enough, and that is the dynamics. I'll say the accountability that's, I think, disproportionately placed on men 
for a sexual experience to be a positive one um, between you know two heterosexual people. Now, what the fuck am I talking about? Listen, when you when you think about sex, man and woman having sex, and you say, let's say that woman's not wet. Okay, she ain't wet. Whose fault is it? Are you Usually, okay. you hear mother. Yeah, I'm asking. I thought you was asking me for this. I'm asking you because motherfuckers will say, "Well, it's the man's fault because he wasn't getting her wet. It's she. He wasn't arousing her enough." You heard that before? Yes. Okay. Now let me ask you about this scenario: a man and woman about to have sex. He's soft. He go limp. What's usually said? He couldn't get it up. Hmm. The responsibility is on him again. Double standards. What? No one says that that woman's at fault for him not being hard. It's something going on with him. They are sometimes like some some guys suffer from what what they call it erectile dysfunction. This is what I'm getting to. This is what I'm getting to. Some men don't. They meet, for lack of better words, pause. Works. perfectly fine but they have to be aroused first and if you're not a, you don't have that ability to do that you're at fault but see I don't I don't that's think it's as black, black and white as that either pause. that's how his individual meat Paul <laughs> operates you know what I'm saying the pause. We, we get it we, we talking about dicks and pussies just vaginas just, and penises it's just in case Damon Dash is listening <laughs> <laughs> No, he don't like it. <laughs> but real talk, man, it's it's it always or more often than not ends up being a fault of the male in this encounter that she either not wet because he couldn't get it wet or he either not hard because it's some of his doing that's wrong with him. But I would argue that it's not that black and white and sometimes the blame doesn't to be attributed to anyone. There are psychological factors that go into sex sometimes. If you got stress going on, and this could be for either party, um, it could be something physical going on. I don't know about you, but sometimes it varies on whether or not, like, if it's my second, third nut, maybe I beat it off early or some shit. My erection either is gonna be super strong or is gonna not gonna be as strong as it was earlier. Some diabolical shit, may I say? Ain't it, nigga? It's fucked up. My dick just played me like that. When you get off before y'all say, and you, you sitting there watching this poor girl do all, pull every trick she has out the bag. Nigga, and you out here with the lamp doodle, boy. But that's the thing. William Defoe, <laughs> that laugh he did when he's in the back of some taxi in this, some, some movie. You know, he done like a trillion movies at this point. Man. But it's the laugh he does that's just so maniacal. And it's like <laughs> they they put like a meme around the saying how you look look at your girl when she just pulling out every trick <laughs> and you know you beat off before you had <laughs> working her poor heart just pulling out every <laughs> trick in the bag to try to do everything she can and oh, it, it's just not working. <laughs> that's so true. It's that's how it be, man. It it really be hit or miss. <laughs> Swear, I mean, because sometimes I'm be planning for the pussy. Sometimes I think it's gonna just be a me day, and so I'm over here playing whack a mole and shit. <laughs> and then you be like, "Hey, can I pull up?" 
like, can you fall through? And I come through, and we be grown and shit, and it didn't work out the way niggas planned it. Because I didn't plan it. That's the thing. That'd be the thing. But, I mean, it just speaks to a broader conversation about fucking... um, I was having a conversation with one of my homies who's a girl, or a woman, I should say, qualify that. And she was saying how she couldn't understand how there's such thing as bad pussy. And I'm like, what the fuck? But then I had to think about it because she wasn't the first woman who said that to me. Like, so many women think that all pussy is created equal, and I'm here to dismantle that myth. I've heard that too. I've heard that, I ain't gonna say like countless of times, but I've heard that enough that it just sticks out. Like when I open my brain in my foul cabinet, it sticks mm-hmm. out. I've heard it from a few women. I wish there was a woman here on this podcast to join this part of the conversation because I'm talking. I'm talking about women that had that boast about how much dick they've had. Like, yeah, I'm talking about boast about like the dozens and dozens of dicks that's either been in their mouth or their vagina, and they just sit around and they say shit like. My shit top notch is fire and this and that. And they be having people stalk me and this and that. I'm like, okay. Damn. And it might be fire. It might and be. But then it might be trash and you might be unaware. But I think there's <laughs> in denial aspect there. Like people thinking like like how you said all vagina is credit equal. Like it's hot. Every the physiology of every human being is different. Some people have bigger a bigger right ear. A smaller left ear, a, a bigger left tip, a smaller, you know what I'm saying, right tip, Listen, a, I'm bigger, a, I'm a bigger right testicle, you know what I'm saying, like uh, toes, fingers, arms, legs, like everything is not in the correct it's order. It's not. Check this out. I I don't like the grief that women give some men about. I had to put that the, in there. Plus the mouths that you have on your Pacific vagina. You might have more mouths than, you know, some other girl. You know, it, it, it's somewhere, it's a 36 or 37 or 38 year old woman upset that her man left her for a 25 year old. My nigga said miles. What does that mean? Miles, you know, all the way up. Like Joe, <laughs> like Fat Joe and Remy Miles. You mean about like the amount of people miles. she's had sex with? Uh, M-I-L-E-S, the miles. You know, they some sometimes for that Pacific vagina, the mouse is very extremely high. I mean, but that's the thing. That don't mean shit neither, other than experience. And you would hope that you would get better with more miles of dick. I, think but, I mean, with, with practice of kangles and all that stuff, if, if a woman is being right I mean, by her vagina. It don't matter if this woman's had sex with a million dicks. Vaginas are the most durable things on the planet. They're going to snap back if they got a snap back. They're so various, though. Like, some are thicker, some are skinny, some are longer, some are shorter, some are, you know what I'm saying? Dicks come in many shapes and sizes. And if they out here exercising their right, we're not here to judge, you know what I'm saying? They exercise their right for any type of dicks and whatever the case may be. Then the fact is, you've had, if you had a bunch of dick, you had dicks of many shapes and sizes. You know what I'm saying? So Speaking I think that has some type of adverse effects. That has adverse effects on on your organic matter because yours go inside your body. 
Nah, that's not how vaginas work. It, it goes inward. I mean, bro, you seen vaginas that look like Arby, Arby's sandwich. I mean, but that's not from a pounding of dick. <laughs> that's not how vaginas work. <laughs> Gee, that's not how... I mean, but that's just how vaginas can be shaped. And that's the thing I was going to get to. People don't get born and be like, hey, yo, God, give me that little dick on the top shelf. Like, that's the one I want for my life. That doesn't happen. You are just genetically given what you get based on fucking... It's the motion of the ocean, as they say. That's That's partially true and partially not. Size does matter to women to a degree the same way that the physical composition of that vagina matters it does and that's what i'm gonna get to that's why let me speak on this for a minute um and the conversation about what's good pussy i was telling her that it all vaginas don't have what i call the grip the grip being that that tight suction you know what I'm saying? It lets you know that you're in some. You know what I'm saying? Um, all vaginas don't have that. The same way that every dick isn't going to be touching your stomach. You know what I'm saying? Like That's just how some are. And you can do all the kegels in the world. Sometimes that wide-set vagina is going to get the best of you if, you. if that's just working what you're working with. Now, the question becomes, how do you compensate with that? I mean, how do you compensate for that? when you're having sex with someone that you care about, like if you're in a relationship with someone, well, let's back it up a bit before. Let's say you're not in a relationship with someone. Let's say you're considering being in a relationship with someone and they got all this shit that you fucking like. And then you decide to have sex. You have sex with that person and you recognize that they have a problem with their sexual organs it's not a matter of skill. It's just a matter of what they're physically given. On a woman's side of things, you, you have sex with a nigga and he got a pencil dick, maybe. It's just too skinny for you. There's nothing that that nigga can do. I mean, they I guess they have toys and shit that compensate for that, but you expect him to do that every time? Probably unrealistic to do so. What do you do if you get into that girl and it's like throwing a hot dog down the hallway? You know what I'm saying? If she's not wet, sure, you can get lube. Okay? If if he ain't ever strong-armed in there, dick on brick, I guess he can get Viagra or something. But if it's just the physical nature of it, how do you compensate for that? Can you? And is if they can't compensate for it, is that enough reason to make you say, eh, I don't want to progress any further with this person? Is that petty? I think it's petty based on the individual because everybody, you know, everyone thinks differently, but I think I think it's going to be hard because it's based on the individual. Like, if a, if it's a woman out here that you know, like, if you're inside her, it's like you're butt naked in the hallway, like, as you said. <laughs> no, throwing a hot dog down throwing the hallway. Throwing a hot dog down the hallway. <laughs> I mean, kind of the same thing. But yeah, throwing a hot dog down the hallway. She would prefer things to be a bit bigger. She's not going to think about 
well, maybe it's this way because, you know, it's the physiology of how I was born. Maybe I was born with a huge vagina. Or maybe my vagina became this way from the activities that I've been enduring myself. Man, Dicks ain't stretching out vaginas like that. I'm, I'm just saying, saying, you know, whatever, whatever the case. So, so you, you so you think it's physiology? hundred percent. The only thing like how that they was born. might be able to, to stretch out a vagina like that might be is like fresh after birth, like fresh after, like in the weeks after where they tell you that you shouldn't be fucking. That's like the only thing that's gonna make a vagina stretch so far. That... But what if they're into other things? Like there's women out here that's into fisting. I mean, okay, that's true, my nigga, but how often do you run across a chick where that's the case? No. Mm -mm. I'm just saying, we all have a past. Okay, but I'm saying, (laughs) you can't, (laughs) what the fuck is I'm like, yeah, I'm putting this bowling ball up my shit. That's not how that's working on a regular basis. (laughs) Not a bowling ball, but a, a fist. Okay, I mean, I've come across individuals uh, into a, that as a well. A grown man fist. Okay, but they vaginas can fit comfortably are literally elastic, bro. They can fit comfortably. They are rubber bands inside dude. a vagina. No, G, I don't care how many dicks I'm you just have. Saying, I've came across that before. <laughs> What's with the awkward I silence? Mean, I'm, I'm saying, hey, my man, hey, bro, if you putting your head in vaginas, that's up to you, man. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but there's, there's there's been women that came at me saying, hey, I like this, I like that. Fisting has been brought up. I mean, that's cool. I mean, I, I'm going to say it's cool for them because I was taught in the world of kink to not yuck someone else's young. I never yuck them. No, I don't yuck nobody else's number. That's they into. That's what they into. I'm just simply talking about the elasticity of vaginas is absurd, and elasticity. Yeah, that snapback. That shit is is crazy. I mean, let but let's be honest. Just based off me telling you this, having this conversation with you, every vagina, like you said, is not created equal. Some of this vagina out here is not being elastic. E <laughs> for lack of a better word like you know what I'm saying like it's supposed to be or like what we think it's supposed to be no but th- yeah that's what I'm saying about f- just your genetic mecca some people were never born with elasticity you can be a virgin and have a, a mad wide set vagina as they say in Mean Girls like that happens and motherfuckers don't want to admit and talk about that because it's so taboo so much more taboo to talk about um, the female sexual anatomy than it is the males. We can bash men all day for their dicks. All day. But we can't talk about women and their vaginas. And it's just funny and it's peculiar to me that we have this this wall of protection. If you say anything about a female anatomy, then you're, you're shaming in some regard. But you don't get that same kind of protection around the male anatomy. That's just interesting. Yeah, it is. But me, I go in and this and this word that I love because they made famous equality. I go in on guys just as well I do on women. I joke on guys just as well as I do on women. I go hard on both because I don't believe in double standards. If it's a guy here with bad dicksmanship. Dixman shit. Hey. 
I wrote them just as hard <laughs> bad as I do a woman with bad vagina ship or pussy Stay ship. Up. Wait a minute. You you gotta coin that one. Dixmanship, that's fucking hilarious. Because it it's man, it's like you said, like I think women I'm not gonna say all women, but there it, there are women out here that has been that that has experienced to the point where they think that their vagina is the end all be all. Like it's it's everything. And and that's okay for you to feel yeah, that way because it will be that way to someone. Damn. Same where same way as somebody who's out here slinging some Carton Banks dick. Carlton Banks dick. I don't know what Carlton Banks dick is like. I don't, I don't know either. I don't, I don't think you do either. But <laughs> women do. You know what I'm saying? Like they know the difference, and they'll be like, "Okay, this 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 ain't nothing to me." But to some woman, it is. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, this little shrimp that's out here in some dude's pants is the 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 fucking what's that Jason Statham movie? The Maglodon. <laughs> It's the Maglodon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the No, man. real talk. That's real. That's real as hell. Some women like being jackrabbited to death. Yeah. And some women want a dude to be swimming in the their turtle in the hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it just based on the, the the individual. That's that's a fact, bro. Hundred percent. And I've definitely come across women who are will talk all kinds of shit about they sex game is just absurdly phenomenal. You ain't never had no shit like this. When Once you get in this, you ain't gonna leave. And then you leave expeditiously. <laughs> <laughs> because what the fuck are you talking about right now? Um, and there, of, of course, there's people on both sides of it. Men who talk all kinds of shit about they head being lesbian level. And we'll get down there and chew your shit to smithereens. I think that's just how people are. Period. Like, like I said, that whole absolute conspect of, of thinking, man, this shit worked on Sally and Mary, or this shit worked on Billy and Jimmy, so it's gonna work on everybody. Oh, we had yeah. Jimmy and Billy toes curling in. Sally and Mary. Different people like different shit. That's. 100%. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, them, okay, those are like a handful of people based on there's over eight other billion people on this planet. Everyone's not going to like the same shit. Like, the weirdest thing you could think about, the weirdest, I'm talking about the weirdest thing you could think about. Hey. It's you know somebody's fucking bus game. They're busting off that shit right now, male and female. Let me ask you this. What is the weirdest or let's say most uh, eyebrow raising sexual experience you've ever had. Like the oddest shit that's ever happened to you sexually. Wait, do I want to share that? Want to lie? Do you want to share that? <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I'll share mine. Shit, I don't give a fuck. I have to say sex outside. Sex in the public eye. Okay. So... I mean, explain how did that run down? Like that you got put into that position. It really wasn't what you guys would think. Like in the public, I like we just just going ham in front of people, mm. just walking walking down the neighborhood, and they just see us going ham or whatever. It's not really that. It's like 
backseat, parking lot, shit like that. Okay. We doing and it. You thought it was weird that they wanted to have sex in that setting? I didn't think it was weird. I just thought it was uh I thought it was uh innovative. <laughs> okay, so has anything happened where someone suggested something to you and you were kinda like, uh, what the fuck? Or I mean I guess Plenty of times. Plenty of times. Like I've I've had the Mile High Club. I had the Mile High Club expressed to me and, and I had to think about do I wanna do that? Right, I don't wanna get arrested when we touch down. Yeah. <laughs> I had one girl tell me about horseback riding while she's in missionary on top of me. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> See, that would already turn me off because I fucking hate horses. Horses have almost killed me on two separate occasions of my life, but that's another story for another day. But see, for this Pacific woman, horses was seen was deemed as exotic and erotic. Mm. So they, they looked at it as a mystical creature, like, oh, this is some creature that runs 40, you know, horsepower and all that no we got we got sports machines uh race cars that goes off that's based on horsepower and she was just immersed in the whole horsepower shit so okay. it kind of bubbled over into a sex life so okay. she kind of tied the two together so she was like oh how would it be for me to have sex on that horse and that's for wild. whatever reason it made sense to her okay well, shit, I guess. I mean, I just see that as a quick near-death experience. <laughs> <laughs> Final destination. Hell yeah. Come off that motherfucking horse, kick me in the back of my head, and bash my whole cantaloupe open. Damn, cantaloupe. I know. I know. <laughs> Graphic. But okay, so for me, um, let me see. I've had a lot of weird shit happen. One time, this was when I like, I was really inexperienced sexually. I was kind of just barely getting my dick wet. And um, I was with this young lady at our place. And, you know, we like foreplay and shit. The next thing we know, and we completely sober during this time. So this is even freaked me out more. Um, She go under the covers and she like bypasses my dick to continue going back like further down south. I'm like, huh? What's happening? And... The girl gets to my foot, bro. Don't suck the kneecaps? <laughs> my nigga, she passed my kneecaps. And she put my big toe in her mouth. Oh. <laughs> my nigga, she come from under the covers and look me dead on my eye and start sucking my toe. And I'm like, what? This is actually oddly enjoyable. The fuck? Kind of made me stop for a second thing. Like, hmm, th- how weird is this? This is pretty weird. I'm kind of turned on by the fact that how fucking odd it is because no one has ever thought to do this. And nigga, I have nigga feet. Like, I don't have pretty pedicured feet. And I should probably get pedicures more often. But I have the foot of a stereotypical man. And the fact that she just went ahead and put that big toe in her mouth, I was like, what the fuck is this? You got Very odd. Construction worker type feet is what you're saying. I mean, I ain't out here kicking bricks, but... 
I got like some callus on the side, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> My cuticles built up a little bit. Shorty definitely You a man. Yeah, she nibbled on them bitches though. Like for minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nibbled on them bitches. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the weirdest shit. Did she ever uh almost kicked in the mouth. Refocus <laughs> refocus her attention back to the shaft or no? Um, eventually, I think I, I don't recall. I just remember that standing y'all. I don't, and you know what? We didn't even have sex that day. I remember that because, like, I wasn't like really fucking like that. I was just like doing foreplay shit, like just head exchanges. And she just, um, 18? Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. 18, I think. Maybe 19. I'm going to be real. Honestly, for me, I didn't have full-on intercourse to the age of 25. Okay. I had I had head from the age of early as 14. And this girl, that girl did not know what she was doing. There was a lot of teeth involved. Oh, chompers. All the way, I had I had head from the age of fourteen all the way up to the age of twenty five. Wait, that's so funny to me, bro. So when you was fourteen, when you got that head, when did you have good head later that you were like, oh, actually that other shit was terrible, like to compare it to? I had to be, I had to be like late twenties. Damn, nigga. So you. Like, I don't know. I, I think I'm not a head person. I don't think head do it for me. So it takes a lot for me to distinguish, like, what's what's good head and what's bad head. Wow. Wow. And, you know, our our generation, we, we ain't that many years apart. I'm 28. Um, how old are you? 36. 36. Okay. <clears throat> so we would be considered in the same half generation, really. Or, yeah, same generation. But the previous generation, it was kind of like the progression of first base, second base, third base. Home would be, you know, sex is home. And, like, head ain't really happening until later. That's like a, a beyond home plate sex thing. But for our generation, it was like head is happening before you fucking probably. Yeah, like, so a lot of people... Like put that in the category of foreplay. Yes, 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 yes. But like <clears throat> my mother's generation and shit, they would talk about hair. Like, oh my god, you just like this is what's happening, you know, before sex. And so I, that's an interesting dynamic. But for me, when I think about well, you said you didn't have full on sex until you were twenty five. Yep. Okay. I was when I first had full on intercourse. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you, and I tell any of my my girlfriend's this I don't remember my first time having sex I don't at all and that's kind of fucked up but I do remember the first time I got hit and I was it was my sophomore year that means whoever that woman or girl was had some weak ass <laughs> they had the most horrible 
Because if you don't even remember when no, the first no. time was inside of a person, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Kind of seriously though, it it it's I just got done talking about absolutes and all that and the way people think individually. To my individually thinking, that's how no. that's how I'm thinking. That's how I'm taking. <laughs> a little bit more sadder is it's actually connected to trauma. Um, why I don't remember it. So that's really more what that is about um but i do remember my first head and that was like 15 or 16 i was 16 your mind has uh figured out a way to kind of keep that dormant yeah yeah and not because it was like uh, i wasn't raped let's put it that way for you know that first sexual experience but i was going through uh healing traumatically from shit to where sex was just something I was just trying to do. It wasn't special for me when I first started having sex. Like, I was just trying to escape. And so I don't remember anything about my first intercourse experience because it wasn't valuable to me across the board as a thing. So that's what was happening for that. So, So any woman around your age or older can come up to you and be like, hey, I was your first sexual encounter and you were just <laughs> believing. No, no, no. But it was more like this. Like, when I first started having sexual intercourse, I was having it with multiple people. So, I don't know which one of these people was first. But do you know what age you were? I had to be between 17 or 18. Okay, okay. Well, at least yeah. you narrowed it down somewhere. Yeah, it, it has to be one of these three people that I have in mind. And so, um, yeah, that's what was happening for that. But I want to tell you about my first time getting hit. Okay. I, I want to pause. This is a pause moment because I'm not talking to you directly. I'm talking to your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me take that one. Hey, hold on. What's wrong with you telling me, your bro, about the first time you was getting hit? What's wrong with that? Because I don't want you to picture me with my dick out. But I'm just playing. Um, I want so all my listeners to pitch us this. <laughs> Actually, I want everybody listening to this podcast right now to pitch me with my dick out. Now think about it. My dick's out right now, listeners. Completely transparent. I, hey. <laughs> In order for us to have memories and have undergone these physical actions, our dicks was out. Get over yeah, it. My dick was out for sure. It's out currently. But so I had just got out of football practice, G. I mean, I'm talking about we had a two a day. <laughs> and she lived not far from the school. And I went over there after practice. And like any other day, we in her room kicking it watching tv and shit and then she just undresses me she fully is aware that i just came from football practice but she just pulled down my joint like without any kind of heads up or anything she had not been talking about giving me head or nothing so this is completely off guard for me and just start like lollipoping me and i'm like wow this is amazing that i am salty as fuck from sweat and being devoured like this and so 
that's all my mind was on at the time. I'm like, wow, this is crazy gross. At least you cared. <laughs> most, I most cared. People. I cared, but I didn't stop her. I didn't care that much. <laughs> that's all they would think. Oh, I'm getting my dick sucked. That's yeah. all. I'm like, whoa, this is nuts. It's, there's 88 <laughs> tackles, sweat all over that, you know, over that damn junk. <laughs> <laughs> layers and layers. I'm like, this is what all the rappers talk about. Getting their dick sucked. It's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, that happened. And from then, all I wanted to do was get my dick sucked. And she would, it was crazy because she was trying to have sex. I remember that. She was trying to get me to have sex. I'm like, no, I mean, this is cool. Like, I can eat you out and, you know, you can suck my dick, but I wouldn't have sex yet. <laughs> but that's crazy because that's the mode I was in. I was in that mode for a while. Like, I didn't think anything passed getting head like from the age of 14 all the way up to 25 I was mm. perfectly fine with head it, it didn't make me calm or nothing like that but if that's what made that's what satisfied the woman that was or the girl that was participating and giving me head mm. and then what made them satisfied then I was satisfied that's yeah. when I knew I was a pleaser as well I'm like Same. okay I like these people this shit that may this shit make her feel like the queen of the now then okay go ahead and suck it <laughs> suck it till you can't suck it no more you know like hey, what what Wayne and Cam say you gonna suck it or not <laughs> <laughs> that was my yeah. thing I was like okay this to you this and then and then I had I'm sure you have too you had uh women or girl that were just talkers so not only were they sucking it, they was talking to you like, oh, this is the best shit you ever had. And I'm going to suck it from the balls deep and I'm going to suck it from the knees. And I'm like, okay. like, But it, it, it was just nothing to me until I started to actually, you know, have full-on intercourse. I'm like, okay, this is a different type of animal. Yes. It's a different type of animal, right? Like, not saying, because, you know, whatever floats, everyone boats. Like, some people... It's head that do it. You know, they'll they be all in the vagina and shit. Do, you know, turn tricks all in there and pull out the bags of tricks and shit and do whatever, whatever inside of it. But they're not satisfied by it, even the most tightest. Because that's what makes, that's what makes their, you know, sexual, sexuality tick. They have to have their vagina that or their dick in somebody's mouth to make them fully come. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's that's them. You know, everybody's built differently, but me, I just need I need vagina, and I need grade A vagina for, to make me fully. You know, as they say, succumb to the moment. I need grade A, grade B and C might do it on one of my uh, Jack Daniel nights. Hey, you know, it's funny that you bring up grades. So, do you always intend to give out grade A dick? I... But see, I didn't know... I don't know what grade A dick is. I just know what women tell me grade A dick is. Mm. And, and, and then when they tell me what grade A dick is, I take that with a grain of salt because that's what grade A dick is to the specific woman that's telling me what grade A dick is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
Whatever Mary's telling me great as dick is, that don't mean Lizzie gonna like it. That don't mean, you know, April is gonna like it. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I go off the individual woman. Whatever. However, she, that Pacific woman tell me she likes to be touched. She likes to be stroked. She likes to be, you know, loved. And that's what I go off of when I, you know, when I was in the game, as they say. As Kobe was saying, people said, <laughs> when I was in the game. But it's everybody to that to that to that standpoint. Everybody is subjective. It's all subjective. Like what what someone what what woman what one woman think is grade A dick is, and what one man think is grade A pussy is. It's all subjective. You know, some things are just yeah. okay. I feel that. So I do not give grade A dick. Every every time out. That is not my fucking intention. I absolutely will intentionally... Mm, okay, so like the first time out, if we've never had sex before, and I I might like you a bit, you feel me? Actually, anybody I have sex with, I like to a degree. I don't have sex with people that I intend to have sex with once. And so I try to give you like A game the first time. Or maybe like B plus, so you can see what I'm working with, and then after that, like I might be minus C plus you a few times. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to keep the standards so high where you expecting to get that level every time. That's too much fucking work. Mm -mm, it's not happening. And I want you to know what I can do. You know what I mean? But after that, like I'll bring out the A every now and then. Unless we just have, like, such a high sexual chemistry that, like, I want to give you the A game every time. That's not how I'm coming. Literally. I have to, though. And that's probably you why. You have to? I have to. You like, I have no other way to give it but to give it my A. I mean, A. I'm out there. I look at, like, an NBA player or NFL player athlete. <laughs> So you like, I'm trying to be the MVP, the most valuable penis out here. Fans is looking. I can't have an <laughs> off game. But then, like, I don't know. Back then, I was I was filled with so much vanity, bro. Like, I, the worst thing was on the in the sexual category was to have a woman out here spreading the rumor that you was just garbage. You had garbage dick. Like, I did not want to be a part of it, like, because we have so many parties, and I'll be invited to so many parties, and there'll be so many girls there, so many, so many women there, and then these women would be the object of everything, you know, based on the men that was there, because most men, for what I could see, coming of age back then was extremely sexually motivated and I don't think nothing has changed since then like there's a few guys out here that buy Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Bugattis because they like it but then there's right. a lot of guys that buy they do things simply for women cars right specifically because they know women like those cars and I was yeah. friends with pussy makes the world go around exactly money and pussy makes the world go around for sure like like Dave like Dave Chappelle the, the infamous <laughs> comedian said if a man <laughs> man can fuck a woman in a cardboard box if a nigga can live in a cardboard box he would <laughs> <laughs> I don't have this house for me it's because these bitches like this house that's funny 
So that 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 was my way of thinking coming up. Not saying that that's absolute. That's just what I was physically seeing in front of me. So that's how mm. I operate. And I feel that no, not women. me. I'm not. I'm not giving a dick every time. I'm too lazy for but that. To be honest, women, they will be sitting around in these parties, and they will be you know snickering and giggling. And they had their dicks. And they'll be talking about who had the best dick and the best head and the best this and the best that. And you wanted to be amongst those those gladiators. You know what I'm saying? So there was a fear of underperforming, you know, when you was out with these women. Because you wanted to make sure you, you impress them so when they go and tell their other hot friends that there would be, you know, there would be the stigma. There would be the... A, a social gander of who you were when they whispering in another woman's ear. Oh, Sean! Oh my God! He was—he stuck his yes. dick in my mouth. It was—it was on the roof of my mouth. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of <laughs> shit. That's the type of shit you wanted to be spread instead of no. That that's true. That's true. That is true, bro. That's a hundred percent. Niggas definitely got brought up. I won't say in a time because I think that's still the case where your bravado and your value really was so much connected to your sexual ability Man. where I definitely went through a period of ego where I was like, okay, so in your all time list, like where do I rank? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to be number one. If I'm not the best you've ever had, I'm trying to be like one a or like one B you feel me? And anything lower than that is unacceptable. And so that was my personal mission. If anybody that I like gave a fuck about having sex with when I was, you know, sexually just ridiculous, that's what I was trying to accomplish. And after you've had that experience where I'm like, okay, go, then I don't need to do that every time. That was my mindset. See me, mine was a I'ma perform off the fucking charts to what I think in my mind for you. And then afterwards, if you tell me it was subpar, then oh well, at least I got me a turn. See, that's when it became selfish. <laughs> right. Afterwards, hmm. like I'm if what I think is my all, and then okay. afterwards. You tell me it was subpar, then I'm like, hey, shit, fuck it. I mean, I bust, I saw residue on me, so that means you was having a good time, so whatever. Do you have you ever found yourself being offended if someone tells you they don't like something that you do sexually that maybe other people like? You're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? That's my go-to move. Everybody loves that move. How fucking dare you not? Like that particular, I don't know that three point shot. I never operated that way. Like I knew, I knew too many buddies that did that shit. Like mm. just because Lisa and Mary liked it, they thought Beth and Stephanie was gonna like the same shit. And Everybody they, likes different shit. Oh, if I could, boy, I can't even count on two hands how many conversations I've had back then and still to this day. When dudes come, when my bros come and they and they can't fathom the idea that this new chick then like I'm like, bro, there's eight billion people here. Estimated. Some people like other shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they don't 
they can't yeah. fa- they can't understand that. Like instead of taking that time, like of course you don't know your first time unless y'all they had just just full on truthful. I'm leaving everything out on the table. Sexual talks when they tell you everything. Like hey, I want this touch, this pulled, that twisted. You know what I'm saying? They they tell yeah. you everything because most people don't have those type of conversations. Uh, pre-sex, pre-intercourse. So everything is a learning curve. But some people do. Some people come right out, say, hey, I want, I like this, that, and that. And if you don't do those things, then of course you fail. They just gave you the fucking blueprint. How could you fail? You know what I'm saying? So it, it's based on listening, learning. Because some, some people tell you subconsciously, too. And, and just, uh, you know, banter, just conversation back and forth. They tell you, man, he used to do this. I ain't like it. You know, like, or yeah. she used to do this. I didn't like it. And then yes. you have to hear that and put that shit in one of your memory foul You gotta put it to play. Yeah, because there are some women that are like, I hate being digitally penetrated, aka fingered, right? And there are some women that live for that shit. There's some women who are like, I can only come from clitoral stimulation. And some women who are like, only penetration gets me to climax. And, you know, some people like they nipples play with. Some people don't. It's just so much variety in pleasuring a woman. And I think that as conscious as men are kind of expected to be of that, Pardon me, I live in Inglewood, so I know you hear my fucking sirens in the background. <laughs> you know where I'm at. Um, as conscious our men are expected to be about the anatomy of women and the diversity that exists amongst the anatomy, women, I don't think, recognize that men are just as diverse and what stimulates us or the, what stimulates the male anatomy. And that's what I was talking to at the top of this conversation and talk about how so much responsibility is placed on men on the experience of a sexual activity that not enough consideration is given for men and what's pleasurable to them or you know what can improve the experience for them physically if that makes sense and I think that's based on you know the individuality of that woman or that man. Because I'm not even going to sit here and act like there's not men that think if a woman is dry, whatever the case may be, it's not the man's fault. That There are men that operate like that. Yeah. Vice, vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it's based on the individual. The, the individual. Because there, there are women that think, man, if, if he ain't got his dick hard as fucking... Wolverine claws. I'm not doing my job. You know what I'm saying? That's women how yeah. they think. Yeah, they not. I'm not doing my job. I'm not subcoming to the point where I should be. You know. Then there's other women who think subjectively to the point where they think, hey, the, this guy need to be coming harder than what he is, and he's not. He's the problem, not me. So it's based on the individual. That's how I always chop chop it up to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Definitely. Well, I mean, that was that was pretty much my piece on the on the the fuck talk for the <laughs> most part. I, I just want 
men and women to be conscious of each other enough to try to figure out how to please the person they're having sex with and not not take it as a hit to their own ego when someone that they're having sex with says that they don't enjoy the sex as it currently stands. There are improvements that can be made. Now, problem comes into play when there are things that aren't related to one's skill, when there's just a physical attribute that can't be changed. And that's what I'm still trying to get to the bottom of. How do you go about expressing to a sexual partner that they dig is too small or their vagina is too wide set? How do you how would you like your partner to express that to you? If they felt, you know what, Lee, your dick is just, you got micro dick, bro. I don't even know what other way to put it. You got micro dick. How can they say that to you in a way that you're not going to be offended and, you know, that you're going to be make adjustments? How do you do that? I don't know. I, I got to be in that situation. I got to be in that situation. But see, the way that I think that have I think is subjective. I know that there's over eight billion people on this planet. I know that have I feel or think is not absolute. It's just how I feel and think personally, but it's not absolute. I would know how to plan and move forward. I would know how to take it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that can't take that shit. Like they, they have, or there's a lot of women that can't take it. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. have. To, it has to be some other thing in play you know what I'm saying like for the like oh you don't say I got vagina where you gay or you're you know what I'm saying like you got Mm -hmm. a small penis a dick and this and that and all this other stuff coming to play and then there's guys too like oh your shit was like I was a hot dog down the hall and your shit just too wide you know what I'm saying like I've never been sensitive it's such a sensitive thing for people in so many ways, they value it. it really is like, play on them who they are as a person. Yeah, people really take that shit to fucking heart. If somebody tells you, "Hey, you ain't the best singer," like you can't really sing like that, or you can't dance that well. Some people might get their feelings hurt, but across the board, some people are kind of like, "Eh, all right, whatever." Or you're cooking. All right, I mean, I can improve on that shit, I guess. But people' feelings really get hurt if you start talking about their sexual performance and it's like there's nothing that can be done all hope is lost and now I'm questioning my value as a partner if you're talking about sex with a person that you're in a relationship with like I don't know how to recover from this and if you don't enjoy sex with me you're gonna cheat on me and leave me and it just goes down this robin hole about your ability to please someone sexually but on the other side of that token I think it is worth discussing um, whether or not it's, you know, a deal breaker if you have sex with someone and it's no good. You like them, but the sex ain't no good and you decide not to, you know, have a relationship with that person. I think it's, it's, it's worth thinking about that, too. I got a question I need to ask you, bro. Go for it. Open now, book. Based on that, anyone listening to me is 
you you ridiculous if you think that there's not a male or female that completely loves their significant other. Sure. But that can honestly say to themselves that someone else has a better box or better dick. Okay. Because some people really think that way. For you to fully love me, you got to think that my dick is the best, my vagina is the best, blah, blah, blah. And that may not be the case. Maybe they're in love with you for other things opposite of sex. And then that that may be a question that that person needs to ask themselves. Why do I think that sex is the end all and be all of, of everything? Why do I th- why do I boil myself down to just the physical act of sex? Mm. Why can't I just be an individual person, whatever, whatever, or a person that know how to cook or, or raise a good family, blah blah blah. But the question is, why do people think like that? Like, why do you think people think like that? Like, why do they boil themselves down to one thing? Like, it's, it's guys out here that, or women out here that think it's based on how I dress. It's based on what I have, material-wise. I gotta have the biggest house, the fastest car, or the most rare car, the jewelry, the money, the this, the that. You know what I'm saying? And they might have the garbagest box, the garbagest dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or the best. Who knows? Because yeah. they, they only, they value is based on every individual person that they mm-hmm. fuck. And I'm like, bro. Yes. Or, or, or I don't know what I would call a female. That's people, when people don't recognize the value, the other values about themselves is when they start harping on that sexual piece. I think that's how I personally perceive it. Like if you don't think that you bring other attributes to the table, you'll be you'll be more damaged by critique on your sexual performance. If you feel like I don't bring an intellectual, you know, value to the conversation. If I'm not creative, if I'm not able to be emotionally supportive of you and all these other things then my sexual performance becomes more valuable more important and if that's in question then I'm less valuable in that sense so you do not believe that like you said just based on the individual like people just out here feeling like how I feel is absolute is absolute like like I was talking about earlier. And I think that's the bigger issue. I think that's the issue bigger than the topic that we're discussing. I think they got something to do with human ego that's just bigger than the topic that we're discussing. <laughs> and that's just a whole blog, a whole episode of this shit. Like, we've already been on for what, an hour and six Man, we could so, talk about this shit and branching off topics for probably another hour and a half but yeah we we gonna have to wrap it up in the interest of your listeners time and yours my thing is you have to base whatever your sexual performance and provado is based on that individual that you're about to have your dick in their mouth and their vagina specifically it can't be based on what Emily and what Sherry said before you came to Brittany and uh-huh. same thing with the woman. It can't be based on what Phil and Michael and JJ or whoever the fuck said 
before you got to Jay or Sean or Lee. It got to be something different based on that. Because that's how those individuals liked it and, and didn't like it. So you got to base whatever you're doing. I think a lot of the human ego plays a lot in this shit. Yeah. And that's why we even had this conversation to even ask the question to everyone. And we implored you all to hit us up. Sean, Wild Dusty Podcast, Lee, No Screens, Exclamation Point Podcast. Hit us up and let us know what you think. Like, because we really genuinely want to know. We ain't just putting this shit out to just be putting this shit out. We really have genuine questions and we want genuine answers about these questions that we ask because we Let- try to perfect and make better and improve yeah. and improve of the male and female relationships. Last thing I want to say on this point is that I don't think you need to have mind-blowing sex from a purely physical standpoint with someone that you're in a relationship with because I think I'm kind of speaking the obvious for a lot of people that have felt this before but when you're in love with someone and you have sex this it's good even let's just say on by any other means it's just it's pretty good when you're in love with them that shit feels phenomenal you know and so yeah I don't think that you need to be fucking like a porn star to be I don't know relationship acceptable if that's you want to go or whatever but I mean yeah that's just me personally I guess yeah yeah I mean, it's, it'll be nice to be in love with a, someone that fucks like a porn star. That's cool, but really, porn is porn for a reason because it's but not then really the everyday point, experience. Yeah, and then at what point would that become boring? Mm. So I, I think people need to be somewhere. For me, for a person to be perfect, they got to be in the middle somewhere. Like they got to be perfectly balanced, which is impossible. I understand that, but yeah. you can't be somebody that know how it feels to have a. 200 dicks in you and somebody who can be pleased by just one dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's just subjective. I don't go off of a person's experience. I just go off what I can bring to the table. And I have tremendous confidence in what I can bring to the table. Man, there's so many things I want to get into. So little time. But this is great. I, I'm so glad that you invited me on this podcast. The Gavassier is starting to wear off, so I'm sobering up. So I'm you haven't, wait, 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 hold on. So you telling me you haven't been sipping? I'm no, no. I was already tipsy. I was already tipsy. I finished my. So you haven't been sipping during this conversation. Oh man, I've been sipping during this entire conversation. I left my bottle in the freezer, and it's too far away for me to go get it again. I'm sorry. Damn. So now I'm done with being Riley. I'm back to Huey. (laughs) (laughs) Read a book, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. Um, Again, shout out to Lee and the No Strings Podcast. Super appreciate being here. If you all want to hear anything slightly less ignorant than what we talked about today... Follow me at Wow That's Deep Podcast on Instagram. Ignorant. I mean, depending on who you talk to. 
Depending on who you talk to. But I got I got to stay that, even those people who try to act like they're so reserved. Yeah. We all fuck. We all fuck. We or we all. make love or some variation of it. So that's one connecting human experience. That's how you were born, the person that's listening. Your mama was fucking. What a god. Your grandma was fucking. It's okay. Subcome to what happened. It, it's reality. It's, it's all right. It happened. Um, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to get out of here, man. But yeah, y'all can check me out at the Wild SD Podcast. I'm on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, all that other shit. Sean Bragg signing off. <laughs>